They paid their dues Time after time They've done their sentence Cause they've sometimes often committed crimes And bad mistakes They've made a few They've had their fair share of sin kicked in their face But they've come through Come on everybody, you know the words another uh, encore rendition of our intro song from this evening. Welcome once again to the 2021 Guy of the Year Awards. You know him as the Goaties. Brought to you by Remember That Guy, the sports podcast where they mine their memories for nuggets of nostalgia about peripheral players past and present. But they aren't hosts there tonight. They're MCs. Yes, indeed, it is. In fact, us. Yes, I am the MC uh, for this evening. James, along with my other two, why don't you go ahead and, and introduce yourselves as we come back on stage here, gentlemen? So glad to be here with you, James. So glad to be here with the audience. I am Diaz. I am so thrilled to have not been kicked off of this show yet. I can't believe I haven't been. And we got such a special guest here with us tonight. Just such a dedicated rememberer of guys. One of the all-time guy rememberers. Please introduce yourself. Now, you're worried about being kicked off. I'm surprised you've let me come back for, what, is this 12 in a row at this point? But, you know, once again, I am, very, I am the very special guest, Xavier. Watch well, out, DiMaggio. <laughs> well, folks, it's been, a, it's, it's been a phenomenal evening already. We've seen just some incredible performances, some incredible losses, some incredible wins, all done by guys and guys alike uh, throughout the year tonight. I, if, if you had to sum it up in one word, the ceremony so far, uh, Diaz, what would you say? Guyerific. I mean, there it is. There it is. That's that's everything. What more do you need to say, uh, Xavier? I gotta ask. It's it's been there've been some incredible categories recognized tonight. Has is there been any any personal award that is that really stood out to you this evening? Mm, let me think about it. You know what? I I think I think my favorite might have been the Cooper Cup. Yes, his skills will translate from small school to the NFL. Whoever drafts him in the third round will get a steal award. I think that I think that might have been my favorite one, and of course we all know that went to Jareth Stearns. With with COVID ravaging rosters the way it is, there's there's been some heavy competition all around there uh, for waiver wire pickup. Well, Jareth Stearns, college football athlete, James. Well, this is like the Golden Globes, and I'm very drunk. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's important at any type of award show. You need to keep look for the pace car, right? Because there's always at any award show, there's the person that's the most drunk, and you don't want to be the most drunk person. Now, I'm a little drunk. I think that's going to make for a great podcast for everybody who's listening. I think everybody's going to have a good time. 
We need to be mindful of that pace car. I think that's very important as we proceed through this evening. Well, well it, I, I mean, speaking of pace cars, if if Xavier, you want to go ahead and reset the pace here and and uh, shoo my mistake on out the window, I can I can see the floor to your remembrance of uh, of your category from this evening. Yes. So Jareth Stearns, our award winner here for the Cooper Cup Award, three years spent three years at FCS Houston Baptist, playing for the Huskies in the Southland Conference. Over his three years, had 220 receptions for 1,971 yards and 18 touchdowns in 27 career games. And then, after his junior season, his offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley, moved from Houston Baptist to Western Kentucky. And in a rare move of taking your entire offense with me, quarterback Bailey Zapp and Jarrett Stearns moved to Western Kentucky as well. In his one season at Western Kentucky, where... Bailey Zapp also set multiple NCAA passing records. Jared Stern in 14 games had 150 receptions, 1,900 yards, and 17 touchdowns. He was very close to setting the all-time NCAA record uh, for reception for re- receiving yards. And in the Boca Raton Bowl last Saturday against Appalachian State, had 13 catches for 184 yards and three touchdowns. And oh my goodness. When I watch this that good? when I watch this kid play, he looks like what I think Rondell Moore should be. Which is saying something because Rondell Moore in college was also insane. But I just Jared Stearns is going to be drafted in like the fourth or fifth round. And whichever team gets him is going to get a starting receiver because teams always dis- discount lower level competition. But some guys can just play. So just like the the award namesake Cooper Cup, Jareth Stearns can just play. So please draft him. Shout out Cooper Cup, Eastern Washington's pride. Playing on that red turf, which like, I just love that the Boise State thing has caught on so much that so many different schools now want to have their own specific. We want to have a distinction. Turf. It's very distinct, and if you've never watched an Eastern Washington home game, I would encourage you to. They're great no matter what, but I remember one game they had that was played in the snow, and the red turf became pink, and it was just beautiful. It was an all-time football scene. Check it out. But, yes, congratulations to Cooper Cup for having an award named after him, and congratulations to Xavier's sleeper, who I'm certainly not going to poach in the Sammy <laughs> Dynasty draft uh, in the upcoming year. Real, real, real quick. What's your favorite randomly colored field? Because I like the Eastern Washington, but I really love the Coastal Carolina, Carolina teal. It's beautiful. It's, it's Boise State. I'm sorry, you can't top the original. It remains Boise State. You have to go with the OG. I would agree. But Xavier, it's it's beautiful that you've brought up Coastal Carolina because this really does segue perfectly into my favorite award that we've given earlier before we begin recording. And for the audience at home, this has been about a three hour ceremony leading up to this. We just started recording, but there's been so many awards given out to so many worthy participants. And my personal favorite award was the mullet guy of the year. So many great recipients. One of the highlights, it's really one of like the, I think, premier awards uh, that we that we have here. It's kind of like, you know how they lead out the Oscars with like one of the best supporting either actor or actress. That's the one we try to like, okay, hey, let's get you to buy into the goatees. Here's some fucking mullets. And you're absolutely right. There are some incredible contestants this year. 
So many great mullets and so many great past recipients. Of course, Yarmir Yager, one of our great winners previously. Gardner Minshew in more recent years has won Mullet Guy of the Year. But this year, overcoming some strong competition, was the head coach of the Coastal Carolina football program, Jamie Chadwell, winning Mullet Guy of the Year, and actually just narrowly edging out his own quarterback, Grayson McCall, which was one of the most contentious votes in the history of our podcast. You worry about vote splitting in that instance. Like it's, it's impressive that they were able to command such a dominant share of the voting population to still be able to clean up despite you know, having such a, such a devoted fan base, uh, man, go for the Chanticleers. The coastal Carolina Chanticleers had the top two clear candidates for mullet guy of the year. And here's where I think the voting block really came down. Grayson McCall was the first to have a mullet between the two. However, it's very easy for a college player to have a mullet. It's a very different decision for the head coach to then get on board and have his own mullet. Because he's an adult, he is theoretically too mature to have the mullet. But in the in the interest of team unity, Jamie Chadwell jumps right on board, gets the mullet of his own. Uh, to signify unity with the team. And this really just separated him from the pack. So congratulations to our Mm -hmm. mullet guy of the year, Jamie Chadwell. Long may he reign. Long may he reign. For uh, Steven Belichick, you know, we got a lot of angry calls from uh, New Englanders about about that. He was. He was right there. He was, you know... He has a young career. He's got a lot of time. I, I see strong things for Steven Belichick in the future. In the future, uh, yes, yeah. but he does need to pay his dues. And Jamie Chadwell, again, you know, the mullet began last year, but the mullet wasn't quite ready to be mullet guy of the year. Spent a lot of time working on it in the offseason. It came back better than ever for this season. I so. think... I, I think I agree because the biggest thing that you have to consider for someone's presumably adult age is like, you know, if he has kids, he was in that intermediary mullet phase and he had to go sometimes to school and convince people that he was a, a responsible adult that could take children home. And Stephen Belichick doesn't yet have that risk associated with the mullet, to my understanding. So that's that extra element that I, I think the voting population rightly acknowledged uh, and honored this evening. So I, I couldn't agree with you more, Diaz. It was, it was a very, very close vote. Many worthy candidates. And hopefully these candidates become future recipients. But we do need to defer to Jamie Chadwell, Mr. Chanticleer, and Mr. Mullet Guy of the Year. So congratulations, Jamie. Congratulations. And, and Xavier, to your point, while Stephen Belichick, certainly, you know, his, his, some people will call it a snub. Uh, he, he did have... Decent odds coming in from Vegas this time, but but easily the biggest upset of the night. The the thing that stands out to me, uh, biggest grinning shithead is is always one of my personal favorites. I've and I'll admit in in the past I've thought that I've been able to call it. Um, I I was in line with this seemed like a lock for Trey Young this year. After that playoff run, how could it not be a lock oh. for Trey Young? It just it. You didn't even really think about the rest of the competition. And so when you heard the name Saint Boy, it, it hit you like a brick to the head. It was just such a shocker that Saint Boy ran away with this until you think about it a little bit more. Because for those at home who didn't know about Saint Boy coming into this, Saint Boy 
is a horse. And Saint Boy was a horse that performed in the Olympics this year. Performed is to uh, maybe even oversell what Saint Boy did. You see, Saint Boy is the reason that the 2017 uh, modern pentathlon world champion Annika Schlu went from first to last place in one round of the modern pentathlon. The modern pentathlon, of course, already one of the sillier sports in existence, founded by uh, Baron Pierre du Corbatin, who is also the founder of the Modern Olympics, which is why it will never be taken away, despite the fact that it was meant to simulate being a 19th century soldier that is trapped behind enemy lines, which is why you have to at some point ride a horse you have never met before. And the horse that Annika Schlu ran into that she had never met before was indeed Saint Boy, who did grin all the way to not completing a single one of her commands and denying her a chance at a gold medal. What a shit-eating grin on that horse as he ruins this openly weeping woman's life. And, you know, Trey Young, have your credentials. And I'm certain that if he can put up some more postseason runs, like his most recent one, he, he could be a premier villain in the NBA, and that's going to make you a contender for biggest grinning shithead every year. But I, I think... As you consider, you know, when's Saint Boy going to really have another run at this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and it nailed as if perhaps no one else ever will. And what's, I think, important, what I think the committee, what really allowed them to separate this in the vote, is that Trey Young was still working for his teammates throughout. And therefore, the shit-eating grin was only in opposition. Whereas with our winner this year, they were directly opposing and infuriating their ostensible teammate. Ruining the life of their teammate. Like, imagine if Trey Young, let's say it's a one-point game with 20 seconds left. He takes the inbound and he says, you know what? Let me go to the opposite basket and just put a layup in real quick. And then he hit the shit-eating grin. If he wanted to win this year, that's what he would have done. But he didn't do it. And that's what separates a good shit-eating grin from a guy shit-eating grin. It's true. <laughs> you know, he scared Ben Simmons enough to make the pass, but he did still let Ben Simmons make that grinning. pass. He wasn't grinning during the pass. That's the thing. Like, if he would have had a, a real big smile on his face in that infamous picture, which, by the way, fun fact for those who don't know, that the infamous picture of Ben making the pass while Trey Young, all six foot of him, is defending him, Jalen Hurts is in the background, right behind the basket. That's one of my favorite fun facts about that picture. But again, yeah, if, if Trey in that picture had the grin, I think he might have edged out this year. But he did not, so he does not win. Well, all, all cheers to St. Boy on that. Uh, but look, look, folks, we've been dithering here because, as I said, at the Goaties, we don't believe in people turning in votes before the last possible moment. So we have actually just now cut off the votes, and we're going to buy the judges a little bit more time as they start to tabulate it. But we want to make sure that we can include the entire year's body of work. And it, it, while we buy them some time, I'm going to go ahead and uh, kick off just to just... There are some phenomenal nominees for Guy of the Year. If you look at the list, you've got Adam Jones. And Adam Jones is run with the Oryx Buffalo. Maybe the crowning achievement on an all-time Guy career. His, his pinch hit ninth inning home run in game five to stave off elimination in the Japan series. The, the stuff that dreams are made of. Tyler Huntley's current run with the Ravens is, is two two-point conversions short 
of being three for three in games with fourth quarter comebacks to start a career. There are some incredible guys with Baltimore ties, and you would think that that would be where my heart leans. But when I look at this list, there's only one person that I think can really take home the award this year. And it's the punt god, Matt Ariza, who, thank goodness that we do allow the voting population to take in their information up until the last moment so that they could take into account the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, something that every single award show should be making sure to take into account because of the incredible importance. The nation hinges on the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, which is why it is so important that Matt Ariza was able to deliver in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. I, I went one too many the times. Blend zone. I do it it was the blend zone. Everyone loves the blend zone. Fix it up. He absolutely put them in a blender, as did the entire San Diego State University Aztecs. You know, he was only called to punt three times. Uh, he did boom it for a ho- total of 146 yards. He had five extra points. That did make him perfect on extra points for the season in 45 attempts. He was even perfect in his one field goal try, but you don't necessarily care about the one game. You care about the season, and it's the season where Matt Ariza became a punter that we talked about, which maybe has existed four times before now. But in setting the single-season NCAA record for punting yards, a 51.2 average over a full season. Absolutely insane. Over 4,000 total yards punted. Again, I know statistics about a punter. I don't believe that any of the other nominees on the list tonight. Look, a star-studded list, although not too star-studded. Don't want to stray away from guys. But... If you can finally indeed include the the resume that is touched off with the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. To me, it's Matt Ariza. But gentlemen, I, I have to know, as we continue to buy our judges some more time as they tabulate the results, who do you gravitate towards on this list of incredible nominees this year? So it is tough. And of course, Matt Ariza is one of the many great friends of the podcast. Matt Ariza is such a great friend of the podcast. Adam Jones is a great friend of the podcast. We can even go to Dr. Kevin Dyson is another great friend. The Dr. Kevin Dyson is such a great friend of the podcast. And while this nominee is not necessarily a friend of the podcast, I do hope that one day he will become this because I believe his guy credentials through the duration of his career are just so strong that he does deserve this consideration. And for me, it's P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker deserves Guy of the Year because you need to look at the totality of P.J.'s career. And I understand the award is Guy of the Year. But I think it's also important to consider the context of the guy's whole journey. So, for example, with P.J. Tucker, he played his rookie season for the Toronto Raptors. And he spent the next five years journeying Europe playing for all these different European teams before he finally made it back to the NBA. He bounces around all these different teams as a kind of role player, not super important. And he did finally get his ring this year with the Bucks and played an essential role as the starting power forward for those teams. He was the Kevin Durant defender. Kevin Durant absolutely murked him for most of that series with the Nets, but he was the guy that was defending Kevin Durant. And many people have said, not necessarily me, but many people have said 
that it was his defense that caused Kevin Durant's foot to be on the three-point line when he shot that shot that caused it to be a two that meant that it was a game tying instead of a game-winning shot. So many people have said that. I believe that... People are saying. People are saying. And I think that while a great defender may not have been able to do anything about that to make that foot go on the line, I think that a great guy is able to do that. Mm. So... I think that's an important credential. And P.J. Tucker then, after his brief stint with the Bucks, choosing to chase the money and go with the Miami Heat, enjoy that Miami Heat lifestyle. What what more guy thing is there? And to respect win a the bag? Respect the bag. And what more guy thing is there than to say, I got my ring and now I'm going to go have fun. It's such a guy characteristic to just want to have fun. As the great Steve Adazio once said, just guys being dudes. And there's no better <laughs> place for a guy to be a dude than in Miami, Florida. So PJ Tucker got his ring, got his bag, went to Miami. I think the totality of his career, but also specifically what he has done this year, makes him a tremendous candidate for guy of the year. And I certainly hope that as the judges and it's, Folks, I know that you are just having the audio portion of this. We are here gathered at the guy's studio, and the judges are scrambling right now as we speak. There's there's so many ballots. There are physically so many paper ballots that they are just furiously reading through. It is incredible. I There, 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 are, there are suitcases being wheeled in as we speak with more ballots. I certainly hope that they are ballots that are for P.J. Tucker, because P.J. Tucker, in my humble opinion, is the guy of the year. But I will respect the committee's decision. And there are many other great candidates as well. So not only Matt Ariza, we also have PJ Tucker. And I know that there's one candidate that Xavier is just dying to talk about right Eyeballing. now. He's, he's been all over it. So please, Xavier, take it away. <clears throat> Give us the case for your guy of the year. You know, we've we've already mentioned him earlier today. There, there's only one guy who is so close to my heart this year, and that is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is the most guy receiver in the NFL. He should be the first ever wide receiver to win MVP because Cooper Cups is have is he's having an incredible season. Cooper, his stats, it, it's hard to even say them because they seem unreal. So far through 14 games. 122 receptions, 1,625 yards, 14 touchdowns. He is so far ahead of everybody else. He he is 300 yards ahead of Justin Jefferson, who is number two. He is three touchdowns ahead of Mike Evans, who is number two. He is 20 receptions ahead of Tyreek Hill. He's just in a completely different stratosphere. And he does it everywhere. The Rams line, have lined him up in every single pre, uh, pre-snap slot in the offensive formation two weeks ago and had receptions from every single one of them, the first player to ever do that. Wherever they put Cooper Cup, he get, he get, finds a way to get the ball and make plays. And I don't know if you ever heard him talk. It sounds like listening to a rocket scientist trying to do a lecture. He somehow looks the most guy-like also is so intelligent i have no idea what he's saying he is the most guy person i can think of and 
you know, we've already honored him with an award named after him today. But for th- this guy from Yakima, Washington, who worked his way up from Eastern Washington to hey, that you're that random white guy slot receiver on the Rams who no one cares about for three years to five years into his career, finally making the Pro Bowl and being the best receiver in the league. I still think there's an extremely good chance he wins MVP. Like it, the three might be him, Jonathan Taylor, and Aaron Rodgers, which is wild. Because again, his no name's receiver. Cooper Cup. His, his name's name is Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup, which is a very good name. It's a it's great Cooper guy Cup. name. It's a phenomenal guy. guy name. He's from Yakima. Both yes. of these like are just incredibly good phonetic he, elements of his case. He will always, no matter what he does in his career, look and sound like a guy. He, he is just, he is the guy. He, he is a guy receiver. And, you know, he, not even to put, not even to, you know, mention his, what he's done for fantasy owners this year, where he is currently the number four scoring fantasy player. And that is in a, in leagues where quarterbacks dominate, you know, all scoring. What he's do what he, what he's done this year, like, I know you need a good quarterback to, you know, put up good numbers for the most part, but even with Matthew Stafford, like after watching Cooper Cup every week, I think you could put me back there and he'd find a way to get 12 receptions for 122 yards in the touchdown. It's incredible you, you, how You've like, got a live arm. You've got a live arm. You're <laughs> spry. You can move in the pocket. You've got some you got some he's dancing right now on stage, folks. He's got some feet. Minimum fifty yards on the long toss. I mean, half of his catches come two yards from the line of scrimmage and then he just makes seven ta- seven tackles, uh tacklers miss. So, you know, I could do that. I might die it's, after getting hit once, but you know. There's a long lineage of, of very good white slot guys. I have to admit, as as we see the judges starting to to narrow down their pile, you you two have put a little bit more fear into me. I was feeling pretty confident, but you know how the voting population likes to do what oh they're due. Like, come on. Gary Oldman didn't win for playing Winston Churchill. We can all be honest about that. Uh, and and Cooper Cup's great. Cooper Cup's great. Now here my my worry is, is I, I think what the voters are gonna see about Cooper Cup. He's almost too good to be a guy. Now, whereas Matt Ariza, again, is phenomenal. Matt Ariza's record-breaking season had to come where three other guys were also entering the top five. He's neck and neck with that competition. Not to mention, the thing that they're good at, once again, is punting. The thing that no one ever wants to see their team do. But Cooper Cup's very good. P.J. Tucker was incredible. Everything about the Bucks' run was incredible. Gush, I, I, I am worried. Oh. Do you, do you gentlemen have anything to add? The judges are, are, are giving yeah, us the a only little bit. Thing, the only thing I want to say about Matt Ariza, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, is that Matt Ariza already has a guy award. I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. I can't believe that I forgot to bring up his crowning achievement. <laughs> Having a as guy award? As the greatest award? punter. <laughs> as the greatest punter in college football. I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention that he had the. In fact, the judges are actually making a "you fucking idiot" gesture at me right now for not bringing up his Ray Guy Award win. Oh my goodness! And and with that, they're actually handing us the envelope. Diaz, do you have anything else to say before I open this? So he has already quite literally won a Guy Award, and I think that 
there's nothing that we could respect and love more than a guy that does the things that are not appreciated. I think that's also a hallmark of the guy. So we mentioned on the previous episode, a thing that defines a guy is that you can have that three to five minute bar discussion about them when their name comes up. I think the other thing that is really defining of a guy is that they aren't appreciated enough. And I think that the punter position is by far the least appreciated position in football, despite its tremendous influence on swaying field position. So I would say all of that. I would also just say as a last thing for P.J. Tucker, did the five-year Europe tour. He won the finals MVP of two separate European leagues, both the Israeli and the German league. He was the finals MVP for both of those leagues. So I think the committee would do well to recognize P.J. Tucker. However, I do respect the incredible guy credentials of the other two candidates as well. And therefore, I do defer to the committee's selection. I mean, Diaz, that was, I think, beautifully put. Wait, would you mind doing the honors of, of opening this envelope and reading to the folks who, who please, want to Please, please. Could, could you hand it to me first, please? Because you do still actually have it in your hands. Yes. And thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen and guys across the world, it is my great privilege to announce to you that the winner of the 2021 Guy of the Year Award is... Steve Harvey. No, wait, sorry. <laughs> I read this wrong. It is Matt Ariza, punter for the hey. San Diego State Aztecs. Congratulations, Matt Ariza. The Matt, do you want to come up here? And hold on, I'm I'm looking at Matt right now. Matt is not ready to come up to the stage. Matt think, does not I'm want trying to, to read his, his lips. I think he's he think he's saying maybe later. Maybe, Maybe some, some other time. It looks like either some other time or some mustard in time. God, brown God. or yellow? What's your what's your preference? Brown or yellow? Honey, baby. Honey. Honey. Fair, 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 fair. Totally fair. Oh, Matt, folks, I, I I believe we're we're actually they're playing us off to make room for Matt Ariza to come on. So we're we're gonna need to to boogie i i guess here i'll uh, i'm gonna go just kind of lay on top of the band to keep them quiet while you guys go for a little bit more keep the it's keep them quiet for a little bit you know it is incredible to me that this is quite literally our show and now our own band is trying to show us up i mean i'm saying we said half now half later i'm not gonna pay the half later personally um i think that was incredibly disrespectful by our band Nonetheless, I do understand, at least, that they wanted to give deference to our guy of the year, Matt Ariza. What an incredible accomplishment. Out of the many things that he has done this year, I would put this, personally, myself, at the top of his list of accolades. To win the guy of the year among so many guys, because it's not just the guys that we've mentioned. It's not just P.J. Tucker. It's not just Cooper Cup. It's so many guys across the entire sports universe and the fact that Matt Ariza has emerged I do want to give full respect to that but 
I do want to say again, band, that was a little disrespectful. Remember who signs off on your paychecks. And uh, I mean, this this is what we get for hiring former Super Bowl halftime act, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. This is this is, you know, we deserve this. We deserve this. You know, unfortunately, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson canceled on us. So that's what we had to settle on. And, you know, this is what we get. You get what you pay for. That's what the folks always say. And this is what we paid for. And this is what we get. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to I'm going to speak kind of over the the increasing uh, blare of incredibly weird 1999 swing music. It is it has been an honor here in 2021 honoring guys with you. I look forward to doing it again next year. Folks, I guess I guess that's all we have for the 2021 Goaties. I've I've been one of your MCs, James. I'm the very special guest, Xavier. And I'm Diaz. And as the conversation between Doug Peterson and Nick Foles once went, you want guy guy? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah.